And we are back on a Tuesday for another episode of Real Talk after an exciting week of uh, week three NFL games. Uh, I'm ready to give my power rankings. Brad, are you ready to give yours, sir? So excited. I am uh, I think this is a big hit for a lot of you guys that listen to it, and um, everybody loves a list. Let's, let's get after it. This is, be honestly, you know, the live show has been fun. You know, we've done two of them. We've done one in person and one uh, Skype, but uh, this has become, like, my favorite part of the week as far as podcast stuff. I just like giving a top 10 breakdown. It's a quick, easy pod. And I think it correlates to what the listeners are, are wanting. Who do we have as our top teams? You know, so many people hit me up this past week. Where are you at on Jared Allen? Where are you at on the Bills? Where are you at on the Rams? Where are you at on the Patriots? Where are you at on this team, this team? And after the Monday night debacle last night between the Ravens and the Chiefs, I think there's a lot to be said. Yep, seven, uh, seven three and O teams last week. Will all of them make the list? Do the seven three and O teams just be the top seven? I don't think everyone would have it that way, but. But we'll see. Well, uh, traditional speak, so I'll go ahead and start us off. Here we go. Get it. Coming in at number 10, down three spots from last week, the L.A. Rams. Uh, the reason that this team is still on the list is because, A, they played a great opponent. They played the Bills. B, they were down 28-3 and stormed back to take the lead. It just wasn't enough. Um, this, this team is 2-1, and one and they're still plus 18 on the year still a top 10 team and should still be recognized as a, as a threat moving forward. And uh, this week they're going to probably get an easy win against the giants, but moving on coming in at number nine and debuting <laughs> in my power rankings, the three and O Chicago bears, they're plus 12 on the year, but the best news I could possibly give of this team is they named Nick, Nick Foles, the starter, which is something that both you and I, and I think Nick Gallagher, we're all kind of expecting before the season started when we were all picking the Bears to be very good. As long as it stays put, I have the Bears moving up this list probably a couple different times. And this week, I believe they have a solid opponent. Yeah, the Colts. They're going to play Colts. And that's a great opponent. They beat the Colts. This is a, this is a good team. This is a good football team. Coming in, coming in at number eight, up one spot from last week, uh, my New England Patriots at 2-1. and one. They're plus 21 on the year in point differential. They beat a 2-0 and Raiders team that I wasn't particularly high on, and they beat them pretty good, and they did it pretty much one-dimensionally running the football. Uh, this team has a huge game this Sunday against the Chiefs. Uh, you know, depending on how they look, I, I, you know, we'll see, but if New England's able to knock off the Chiefs, I think this is a very, very, very good football team. Um, they're just limited vertical passing, and they just need one vertical passer, and they, they would probably be higher on this list. Uh, coming in at number seven, up two spots. This this team, I feel like we talk about every week, and they just continue to get it done. They're at three and zero. The Tennessee Titans. The only thing is, they're the in point differential. They're plus six, which is by far the worst of any undefeated team. Even the Bears are higher than on them on that list. But this team is they're just complete, and they're doing it. And they were tested this weekend by the Vikings, and it didn't seem to phase them. They played well. And you know, there's some COVID things going on with them right now in the news. Go ahead and check that out. We're not going to go too much into that. But if this team gets to continue to play moving forward, they're, they're going to still be uh, a threat. Coming in at number six, I have them down one spot this week. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they're 3-0, and plus 22 in point differential. 
And you could argue that they're probably should be in the top five. And you know what? I probably wouldn't argue with you. But the reason I have them down is I, the level of competition that they've played versus the team that I have slightly above them. I'm just going to knock them down a hair. Uh, I'm still very high in the Steelers, and they could easily be in my top five again next week. Uh, but you know what? I just need to see a little bit more, and they have an opportunity to prove that this week with game against the 3-0 and Tennessee Titans. So very easily could, you know, could pop into my top five. That's number six versus number seven this week. Coming in at number five, up one spot and making a debut into the top five. You know, I already I said this on the live show on Sunday. I would issue an, a public apology. I'm issuing an apology. Josh Allen's the real deal. He's playing great. Um, I put some things on the Real Talk Facebook page about Josh Allen, his last uh, 14 or so games. I think he's 33 touchdowns and three picks or 30 touchdowns and three picks. 30 touchdowns and three picks. Just absolutely incredible. 10 to 1 touchdown interception ratio is fantastic. The Bills are plus 16 on the year. And they finally got really tested against a good football team in the Rams. Got up big. That team allowed that team to come back and take the lead. And they ended up finishing it off. Uh, Bills at five. Coming in at number four, down three spots at two and one, the Baltimore Ravens. They're plus 35 on the year. It's, it's, it's second in the league, and that's by far the best of any two and one team, and it's really not close. The reason I dropped the, the Ravens down so far, I've listened for weeks, and, I, and I've agreed, and I shouldn't have. I've listened for weeks you saying that this team doesn't have a weakness. They 100% have a weakness. This team cannot pass the ball when they're down, period, point blank. We'll talk more about it tomorrow when we go in-game breakdowns. But this team cannot vertically pass on anyone when they are down in a football game, and it shows. Coming in at number three and staying put is the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, this team is 3-0, and plus 25 on the year, and – Really, Russell Wilson's the best player on the planet right now and is showing it. Um, but there's a couple players on his heels. You know, Josh Allen and another player we'll talk about in a minute and even another player that we'll talk about in a minute. But um, the Seahawks are very limited defensively. Uh, otherwise, they might be higher on this list. Coming in at number two and up three spots this week, I'm going with the Green Bay Packers, the Chiefsheads at 3-0. and Plus 37, it's by far the best in the league. Nobody else is even uh, even there. You know, the Ravens at plus 35, but they have a loss. You know, it's Green Bay, is uh, they've played three solid opponents. And I, I wouldn't say they've played the best three opponents of anybody in the league, but they've played three very good, credible opponents, and they've beat them all. And uh, they've done it pretty handily. So, you know, this week they were out without Devontae Adams in a primetime game, and <clears throat> it did not matter. They, uh, they went to work, and they're coming in at number two this week. Coming in at number one, up one spot last week, the 3-0 and defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. They're plus 31 on the year. This team just obliterated my power-ranked number one team in your power-ranked number one team, and they did it fairly easily. I mean, the score was closer than the game was. Uh this is a team that we might have to start talking about that doesn't really have too many weaknesses. The secondary could be a problem, except against quarterbacks that can't complete seven-yard passes. Outside of that, that's my top ten. And outside of my top ten, I currently have two teams. Tampa Bay, outside looking in, 
coming off a pretty solid win this past week. Not against a great opponent, but just a solid all-around good good win. And then the Arizona Cardinals dropping out of my top 10 this week after a loss to the Lions in which Kyle Murray played bad. I don't expect that to continue. I think both of these teams have a shot to be in my top 10 with wins next week. Yeah, solid list. Um, Ours are pretty similar. I think we only have like two, though, that are the same exact spot, but everyone's pretty close. Um, I'll go ahead and just start with the two teams that are on the outside looking in, uh, the Arizona Cardinals have fallen out of my top 10. I believe everyone after that loss to the Lions swallowed a big chill pill and said maybe we should wait a second on the Cardinals. Kyler Murray still is in year two. Um, Like I said, I expect them to bounce back against the Panthers this week. Um, And the other team, I'm not quite ready to pull the trigger on the Bears yet. I like them. And in my weekly pick'ems, I have successfully picked them all three weeks. Um, I do believe in them. I just... I want to see them with Nick Foles before I put them in the top 10. Starting off at number 10, I have the always deceptive Tennessee Titans. They win under Mike Vrabel. Ryan Tannehill plays well. But I'm tired of hearing about the Tennessee Titans kicker every single week. Eventually that luck's going to run out. They're going to have to start scoring touchdowns if they want to be a little bit higher. Points are points, but... They've almost lost a game, and every game they've won has been some Goskowski miracle. I don't know how much more they can bank on, you know, relying on their kicker. And in their last two games, they've allowed 30 points to both teams that they've played. That's not a good recipe for for, for the Titans going forward. And number nine, debuting on my list is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I believe after last game, they are now firing on all cylinders, and the defense for the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers has been playing incredible. They're tied for third in sacks, third in rushing, third in takeaways, first in the red zone. Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is real. Everyone wants to talk about Tom Brady in this offense. The more they get going, the scarier the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to become. Mike Evans, two catches, two yards, two touchdowns. Their only complaint after the game is they want him to get the ball more. That's not a real problem. Number eight, I have my beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. I love getting wins. I love the defense. TJ Watt is one of the highest graded defensive players in the league so far. The front seven's been amazing. The Steelers have won all three of their games, and they were down 14-3 in the last game. We were able to come back against the Texans, tail of two halves there. But again, they're two, uh, all three of their wins combined 0-9 against their opponents. So we'll have to wait till this week to see what happens when they play another 3-0 team in the Titans. At number seven, I'm not going to punish the Rams too much. I would have liked for them to start the game better, um, but it was the first time they got punched in the mouth, got the Rams at seven. Um, Although they fell behind, they also came back late. So they got to put together a full game against another 3-0 opponent. But I liked that last year they would bail on the run when it wasn't working, and they would just get beat handily. They did not give up on the run, and they played a close game in which they had the Bills in the final two minutes with a lead. So we need to see a full game out of them, but I have the Rams at seven. At number six, I have the Patriots. They're two and one. And um, quite honestly, they're, again, five yards and a Bobby Wagner play away from being three and oh and being a top three team. So the Patriots, Bill Belichick, that secondary, the offense looks really good. 
Cam Newton's a dog so far. Patriots at five. Or six, I'm sorry. But moving into number five, the Bills. <clears throat> Three and no Bills. I don't like what happened in the second half, but you cannot say anything about what Josh Allen's doing with that offense. They seem to be unstoppable, and the defense doesn't give up cheap points. They kind of started to fall apart after getting tired in that second half. Again, that game was just crazy. Two really good teams, in my opinion, just duking it out. I think it was arguably the best game of the weekend, um, along with the Sunday night game. But I have the Bills 3-0 and cracking the top five. Same as Jeff. I have the Ravens at four. I have them falling down because although it seems impossible at times to get a lead on this team, if you do, you pretty much have them dead to rights, especially if you get a 10-point lead or a two-possession lead. Um, we kind of had a little bit of a thing on the live podcast about is he a running back or a rusher? Like when talking about running backs, well, Lamar, I understand he plays quarterback, but he's not much of a thrower when everyone knows he's going to throw. And that's what's going to keep him. I think they're going to win a ton of games, but there's this graph floating around on first things first in the herd this morning against the Chiefs and in the playoffs. They're 0 and 5. So when they play a team with a high powered offense, or if a team. <clears throat> You know, I'll go more into this tomorrow because I've got I've got a little bit I'd like to share from what I've heard through other shows um, today on Lamar Jackson. But we'll move on there at number four. The top three spots, I believe, are the top three quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, and that's what sets these teams apart. That's what covers up holes is I believe these are the three best quarterbacks in the league. You can make a case for Josh Allen right now. But in terms of a bigger, bigger sample size, I'll just speed it up here, nice and short. Three, two, one, Packers, Seahawks, Chiefs. I don't think there's any argument for the Chiefs right now being number one. Since Patrick Mahomes came back from a twisted twisted knee, he's 12-0 from last year. Through the playoffs, through this year, they just seem to be unstoppable, and they have enough playmakers on defense to where they can make it difficult on anybody. Um, number three, Packers. There's a reason why when Mahomes came in the league, they said he's the new Aaron Rodgers. It's because Aaron Rodgers is showing you why that comparison has been made. This is what happens when Aaron Rodgers plays how he can. He's simply unstoppable, and it doesn't matter who's out there at wide receiver. This team, when they get Devontae Adams back, I mean, they're scoring over 30 without him. So that's crazy. And then the Seahawks. I believe the front runner for the MVP is Russell Wilson. He is unstoppable right now, and it's scary with his numbers. And I believe, although their defense isn't great, they have enough playmakers to where in big moments they can make plays. Hence, they didn't play well all game against the Patriots, but when they needed a play, one of their big playmakers showed up. And I believe that's enough for the Seahawks team. But um, that's going to be my list, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it changes going into next week because I doubt all these teams win. Yeah, I uh, I'll tell you what. There's we've learned a lot through three weeks in the NFL, and there's a lot of really cool stats out there that you know I've picked up over the last couple of days. And you know, part part of me putting Casey at number one. Listen to this stat: Patrick Mahomes in September, since he's coming to the league, goose egg in the loss column. He is unbeaten in September. He's been tremendous. I mean, through this year, he's 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 
completing 67, almost 68% of his passes and nine touchdowns, zero picks. He actually has never also thrown an interception in September. I don't have his touchdown numbers in front of me, but he's never thrown a pick. Um, he's been incredible. You know, Russell Wilson, this is video game numbers. This is Madden on easy. 76% completion percentage. 900 passing yards, 14 touchdowns, one pick. And the one pick I watched live, ladies and gentlemen, wasn't Russ's fault. Tipped ball, tipped ball off a tight end's hand that went for six. Not Russ's fault at all. I mean, literally incredible. Aaron Rodgers right now, nine touchdowns, zero picks. Him and Pat Mahomes almost it's it's funny. I would I would recommend Googling it. Their numbers are identical through the year. Uh Rodgers, 887 passing passing yards. Mahomes, 898. So they're literally 10 yards apart. Their per- completion percentage is both 67. They both have nine touchdowns, zero picks. Uh just gosh. I the quarterback play right now is at an all-time high. You know, Ryan Tannehill, six touchdowns, zero picks through three games. You know, Roethlisberger, who I think outside of maybe Steeler fans, and I know definitely not Brad, but I think a lot of people wrote Roethlisberger off. Like the Steelers can't be good again. Roethlisberger has been hurt. He took a whole year off. Well, you know, through three games, and I understand the competition, but 777 yards passing, 67, uh, 67% completion percentage, seven touchdowns, one pick. What more can you ask of the guy that's returning after a year of being off? You know, it. Uh, a lot of great quarterback play right now and a lot to be satisfied with. And you know what? I can't wait for week four and uh, our game-by-game breakdown and another live show this Sunday. So, Yeah, a couple of things from my end is um, <clears throat> I forgot on my outside looking in, I also have the Falcons. They're playing really good football right now. Um, but to be fair, they uh, they just can't close. You know? <laughs> Gosh. Gosh. Um, but no, I think – I think something that's fun that I, I know a lot of people are just starting to talk about more and more is you turn on any football game and, you, and you're entertained. I mean, there, there's so many good teams, even the bad ones. It's like they're fun to watch because they're bad. I mean, it's just like there's so many storylines in the NFL. There's so much fun. And I wanted to to bring that up because there is a uh, there is a really, really good football game coming this Thursday night. Jeff, go ahead and tell everybody <laughs> what it is. Oh, goodness. A couple of 0-3 teams are going to battle it out this Thursday night. You got the Denver Broncos sitting at 0-3, visiting the New York Jets sitting at 0-3. Uh, this is fun, you guys. These teams combined. Okay. The Jets on the year, by far the worst in the league. There's nobody even close to this number. They are by far the worst in the league. Negative 57 in the point differential. They've given up 94 points. They've only scored 37. This team cannot score. They're averaging just over 12, uh, 12 points a game. Yeah. And then the Denver Broncos are negative 25 on the year. They've scored 45. So just over. They're averaging actually dead on 15 points a game. So by that number. You're looking at a 15 to 12 game this this Thursday night. But I just both teams are so decimated by injury. For those of you who don't know, the Broncos just lost Jarrell Casey, probably for the year to torn biceps. So they lost another guy for the year on that defensive line. By far I, the most snake bitten team in the league. Yeah, and the Jets have about eight starters out. Jamal Adams left. No C.J. Mosley. Denzel Mims. Jamison Crowder. Le'Veon mm. Bell. 
Sam Darnold's out there with a high school team. So, I mean, it's just, I know it looks bad on paper, but with so many guys out there trying to earn a starting spot, I mean, how many guys are out there that missed the preseason and now all these guys are going down, they have a chance to showcase themselves. Maybe look for a breakout star or two. I mean, they're playing similar competition. This is basically like a glorified preseason game with two teams that are, you know, they're pretty much done for the year. And I don't know if their locker rooms truly believe they have a shot after watching like a Chiefs-Ravens game. I don't think the Jets or Broncos think they have a chance. So I'm just saying it's 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 a lot of fun out there. And, um, God, it's it's just been such a fun NFL season. I know it's easy for me to say being 3-0 and right now as a Steelers fan, but I can just turn on any game and have a lot of fun. I think that's really good. I think that's really good for everybody in the league. And there's such good quarterback play everywhere. It's shocking. Yeah, let me read you off these uh, the winless teams in this league real quick. The Atlanta Falcons. 0-3. The Cincinnati Bengals, 0-2-1. The Denver Broncos, 0-3. The Houston Texans, 0-3. The Minnesota Vikings, 0-3. The New York Giants and New York Jets, both at 0-3. And the Philadelphia Eagles at 0-2-1. Of those teams, I have two questions. Question number one, who do you think has the highest plus-minus? Now, obviously, none of them would be in the plus. But who do you think has the highest point differential? Are you saying like closest to zero? Closest to zero. It's got to be the Falcons. It's not. And they actually would sit at their second place. I was going to say they've lost. You know, to be fair to the Falcons, although they've had atrocious losses, every single game they've played, or at least the last two, they've had a chance to win with under two minutes left. So, I mean, the Falcons are a couple botched games away from being a 2 and one team with an unstoppable offense. Yeah, the crazy thing is, so of those of all the winless teams, okay, they have the most points scored. The next, it's ninety. The next closest team is seventy-five. So they're fifteen extra points, more than five points per game better than all of these teams, and they're not getting able to get a win. But the best plus minus, the Cincinnati Bengals at negative eight. That's I not. Mean, I mean, they have the tie. They do have a tie. You're right. So they don't have a point loss there. But they lost by- Three to the Chargers, right? And they and only lost by four yeah. to, or no, they lost by four and four. They've no. lost by four both times. It was thirty-five thirty to the Bengals, and it was sixteen thirteen Chargers. It's six. Okay. Uh, seven okay. three. Yeah. So I mean, they're in close games. Uh, gosh, you got you got to feel for the Falcons at this point because their ninety points is actually good for seventh in the league in scoring. They're averaging I, I just, thirty points a game. I just think even out of those 0-3 teams, the Vikings just absolutely popped off on offense. 500 total yards of offense, I think. Still lost the game, but they're fun to watch. Both yeah. of the New York teams are almost comedy with how historically bad they are. Like, it's it's still entertaining to watch. Uh, the Falcons with uh, their offense and then Joe Burrow. Like, I just think a lot of these winless teams, like even the bad teams, there's still plenty to look for and watch when you watch these games. And I don't know. I just, I, I think it's, it's a lot of fun. I've said that quite a few times here, but I guess yeah, uh, we'll talk more about this tomorrow on the pod as well. Yeah. I'm having a good time with this year. This is fun. And we'll continue to do these power rankings and uh, match up by matchup breakdowns on Wednesdays. And yeah. So with that being said, you have anything else to add? Yeah. I just, uh, 
thank you guys again for still listening to the podcast. I know this is a lot of fun for us and it's rewarding when we put in a little bit of homework in our free time to look up these statistics and all the stuff to give to you guys. And it was awesome when Jordan Hall, you know, you said our Sunday morning podcasts are one of your favorite parts of Sunday. Like, I just think that's really cool that, that all you guys are so involved with Real Talk and, you know, you guys could just see the notifications and slide by and not participate. And this thing could have died out a long time ago, but it's steadily growing and that's a lot of fun. Absolutely. I could not agree anymore. So you guys take care. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Uh, peep us when you see our power rankings and you disagree. We love to argue. We love to see it. Got your have, bills to five, Aaron. Relax. Uh, that's Aaron right. Your, your bills are in the top five, so chill out. All right. <laughs> go Pats. See you guys. Go Steelers. Later. All right, guys. Listen. We couldn't pass up this glorious Tuesday and finish our power rankings off without talking a little bit of the NBA Finals. And unfortunately, we didn't get to go too far into the conference finals. Just schedules didn't match up. And, you know, I, I try to put out the polls when I'm unable to make these. But we thought Brad and I, you know, we're not really uh, we, we didn't want to let this go by without talking a little NBA Finals. So, Brad, first off. Welcome back. Yo, yo. So let's just, I don't even know how we were going to go in on this, but it's the Los Angeles Lakers in the Miami Heat. Let's talk a little bit of what you thought of the Lakers in the playoffs so far. Okay, so I don't really watch a whole lot of regular season basketball, but when it comes to the playoffs, I try and watch as many games as I can. So I have watched almost all of the Lakers games so far play a lot of fan duel. So I'm pretty close on these games. And, um, it starts with LeBron James. Um, this is his first year moving him to point guard. And I believe it's kind of crazy to think maybe he was playing the wrong position his whole career, but LeBron at point guard, he's led this team. Uh, they've gentlemen sweep the entire West, Western Western conference. And um, Anthony Davis has played extremely well, too. I believe in every matchup or even going into the playoffs, um, everyone knew they had the best one-two punch. But could the rest of the guys show up? Um, There's been spurts from Kuzma where he's played well. KCP has played well in certain games. Um, They have thoroughly enjoyed the resurgence of playoff Rondo after he came back from his hand injury. He's actually shooting the ball pretty well from three-point range, too. I don't know if his percentages will back that up, but when you're watching the game, Rondo's hit a couple timely threes or deep twos that have really helped the team. Uh, What can you say about their center rotation with McGee and Dwight Howard as well? Uh, Dwight Howard shows flashes of what he was earlier in his career. Um, I believe it's their defense that carries them. I know everyone wants to see all the flashing scoring and all that. And the Lakers certainly can do that, but they're so big. They're so long on defense and uh, their defense has gotten them to where they are now. And the Lakers look like the favorite heading in, if you ask me. Yeah. You know, my takeaway from the Lakers is first off, I'm going to start with this. There's been a lot of people on the real talk page and regular Facebook and, Whatever not. And everybody's had their issues with LeBron James' comment about him being pissed about him not winning the MVP. 
That's fine if you don't think LeBron James is deserving of the MVP award. Don't, whatever. That's your opinion. You're, 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 you have the right to have it. But Giannis won the MVP, okay? And his team got swept in the second round of the playoffs. I'm sorry, they did not get swept. My apologies. They lost 4-1. to one. I want to point out that that one victory, Giannis never stepped onto the floor. He was out. So his team, their only win came when Giannis wasn't even in the game. LeBron James has lit. I don't want to take away from Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis has been incredible. But LeBron James has literally dominated through these playoffs in, in in a conference that people said he couldn't even last in. Okay? Coming off an injured season... He came through the, this Western Conference and just obliterated it. And, you know, make your comments. Well, the, the Clippers would have beat him. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. I, I don't know that they could have. What, what would be their answer for Anthony Davis? What, what would have been their answer? I don't know that they had one, you know. And the Lakers were able to adjust their team when a lot of people said they couldn't. They played small ball on teams that they basically everybody wrote them off so they can't play small ball. Against Houston, Dwight Howard didn't even play a minute. They just said, you know what, we're gonna change up how we're doing things and we're gonna beat you at your own game. You know, it the Lakers have been nothing short but incredible. And it's seventy five percent of it's LeBron James, twenty five percent of it is Anthony Davis, and I, and I would struggle to find another percent that I would give to anybody else. I will say Frank Vogel has been a great coach for them. He's made a lot of great decisions, and uh, I can't say that he's cost them any games, but my goodness, LeBron James has been incredible. It, to say that he isn't at this point, ten. LeBron James, every year that he is healthy, has gone to the finals for the last nine years. Missed one when he was injured. Outside of that, he finds himself in the finals every year. And it's at this point, it's just, it's a known thing. It's something we've come to, we've gotten used to that it's not even impressive. Why isn't it impressive anymore? Brad, why aren't we in shock that LeBron James in his 17th year is going to the NBA finals? Why aren't we in shock? You know why? Because it's expected. Because he's great. Yeah, well, Jordan. Jordan's great, too. This isn't about that. We're talking about LeBron right now. LeBron James is the greatest player in this era, in this league. And at this point, I don't know who number two is, but they're not worth being talked about in the same breath as LeBron James. Yeah, we could – Um, I could go on for hours, and I'm sure a lot of people listening – I think it's like a lot of an age thing who, who it, has Mike. 100%. 100%. Um, it, it, it's hard to unsee the, the first greatest player you've ever seen. It's hard to un, unfeel the, those emotions. Um, trying to stick to the Lakers. I No one man can do it all by himself. And that's even what people say with, with Scotty, Anthony Davis, Kyrie, Dwayne Wade, you know, all the different team, teammates that they've had. 
I don't want to give 75% to LeBron and 25 to AD because I do feel there have been huge games from Dwight Howard, maybe not on the points, or huge games from Rondo or KCP steps up in a random game and hits 20. You know, the the one game on uh, with the, the first game with the Kobe jerseys where they hit like the record threes or the Kobe jerseys and Anthony Davis hits that off the pass three. LeBron is certainly the cog that turns all the gears. It that's not that's not even up for discussion. But the player he's turned Anthony Davis into in the postseason and his numbers escalate in the regular season, the way everybody works, I just it's so amazing to see. And you don't want to take it for granted because how many people took for granted Tiger Woods until he hurt his back and then it was over? Or how many people took for granted Peyton Manning until, you know, he has neck surgery and then he's just not Peyton Manning anymore. I just, I don't want to take too much time comparing people because once you get to a certain point, you're only degrading other greats and then it just gets too insane. But like you said, sticking to LeBron, that's why he only has four MVPs. He only has four MVPs because once you do something, that is now the expectation. But it is fascinating how he's never failed to reach it because it's the highest expectation anyone's had that I've ever seen. And he, he's never failed to reach it. His first year at the Lakers with, with a really bad team, he hurts his groin. They miss the playoffs. He comes back. They're the first seed. They get Anthony Davis, of course. Yes, that does matter. But their first seed in the West Actually, a little fun nugget for anybody listening here. This is the first NBA Finals ever where both teams in the Finals missed the playoffs the year before. I'm going to say that one more time. It's an incredible stat. The first NBA Finals where both teams missed the playoffs the year before. And that's incredible. But I feel everybody has been watching the Lakers. I want to switch it over to the Miami Heat a little bit. Tyler, I'm excited to talk about the Heat. Yeah. Tyler Hero, welcome to the NFL. NBA. NFL. NBA, yes. Jimmy Butler, dog. Bam Adebayo. Is he a top, top 15, top 10 player in the league now, too? Talk about their big two. He's, been, he's, abs- he's a, got to be a top four big man. You want to talk about some other guys, but let's stick to the heat here. Um, Duncan Robinson out of the U of M. Just a uh, real blue, long, baby. Yeah, he's a long-range threat. Gorgon Dragic, hello. He played for Phoenix for a while, I believe. Comes over to the heat. And uh, I'll ship it to you after after one more comment. I, I think when it comes to the heat, I did want to correct you on something because I know some people might in the comments. The one game that the Bucks lost to the Heat when they lost 4-1, it doesn't help his case, but it was the game Giannis got hurt in the game. He played the majority of the first half. He got hurt why the Heat were winning, and the Bucks came back after they lost Giannis and won okay. that game. I thought, I thought it was the next game they won. Yep. He, he then sat the next game, and they lost, although Chris Middleton was playing out of his mind. They didn't have enough. But, yes, the Heat were actually winning by, like, I want to say it was, like, by 10 or 13. 
and Jimmy alluded to it after the game that after Giannis went down, they kind of were like, okay, well, they're done then and kind of let off the gas pedal a little bit. But still, they were able to win a game without him on the floor, and it was a lot to do. But um, I like the Heat, and I think where they can really cause the Heat trouble or the Lakers trouble is their two stars for the Heat, Jimmy and Bam, are really good defensively. And this team truly does not care where the points come from. So they're not afraid to put their best players, even if they're their stars, defensively on LeBron and Anthony Davis. And that's where they match up. Now, not many people can stop Anthony Davis or slow him down, vice versa with LeBron James. I think we'll know how close this series is going to be right after game game one to see if they can uh, stop Anthony Davis and LeBron or even slow him down. But before we get to picks, I'll hand it to you. Let's let's talk about the Heat a little bit. First off, and I, I plan I already had this set aside, and I'm excited to do this. First off, Duncan Robinson. Um, I've watched all but probably I watch over 90 percent of Michigan basketball games for the last seven eight years. Um, Duncan was one of my favorite players at Michigan. And this this dude, if you don't know anything about Duncan Robinson, look up his story. He was a D3 college basketball player. And he got picked up by John Beeline. He goes to Michigan. And he makes himself into kind of a household name, you know, as a, as a great jump shooter. And can't really defend anybody. So the year that Michigan most recently went to the final four, Duncan Robinson was actually a six man. He had lost his starting job because they felt he was a defensive liability. And John Beeline tells a very cool story that after Duncan Robinson signed a two way contract for the Miami heat, which basically is not a nine guaranteed contract for those of you that don't know, a couple games into his rookie year, he's seen Duncan Robinson on the, on the floor in a final possession, defending somebody. And, like, just the growth that Duncan Robinson had to be able to defend an NBA-type player when he was struggling against college players says a lot about the work ethic of Duncan Robinson. And I'm very excited to show and share all my tweets about Duncan over the last five, six, seven years that I've known him as a player and, you know, my excitement of watching him play Michigan basketball. So I am incredibly happy to see him have success and as well as – fantastic success through these playoffs. And, you know, he scored 15 points in this close game and he led the team in plus minus for the game of plus 24 when he was on the floor, which goes to both sides of the ball, like defensively and offensively. And Duncan has become one of the best shooters in the entire league and one of the most feared shooters in the whole league. And I'm rooting for him. Obviously I'm, I'm also rooting for LeBron James as we'll allude to in a minute, but let, let's talk about Jimmy Butler as well. You know, somebody who a lot of people laughed at when he left the Sixers for the Heat because Jimmy said he wanted to win and he wanted to be the guy. Well, he picked the Heat and they're like, that's the worst. I mean, which one is it? Do you want to be the guy or do you want to win? Because you can't do both in Miami. Well, he proved you wrong because he can. And, you know, Crowder, an NBA journeyman, has been a perfect fit for this team. Bam, I mean, this dude's been on the rise for the last, well, he's a two-year player, I think, right? Second-year so. player. 
just been absolutely incredible and had a great closeout game, 32 points, 14 rebounds, five assists. Yeah. I mean, that's LeBron James numbers right there. From a power forward. From uh, It's absolutely incredible. You know, Goran Dragic, I mean, that dude's been – he's been on a couple of different teams at this point and really hasn't been appreciated by a lot of people in this league. You know, Andre Iguodala has been in every single NBA Finals now for the last – it's something crazy. I think it's – I mean, yeah, I mean – He's three uh, in the finals. And he's, is... he's he's becoming the new LeBron James as far as finals in a row. I mean, it's just crazy. And then the one player who I haven't got to talk about yet, who at this point, if you don't know who he is, you, you live under a rock, Tyler Hero. I mean, coming into his own. And I seen something uh, just recently on Twitter. Would you give up the number one pick for Tyler Hero? It's at least a discussion. Tyler's yep. played great. He's Was he the number one pick? No, he was not. I think he went 13th or something like that. Yeah, 13 or, might be right. 13 might be right. I mean, in, in today, in today's league, this, this guy might be the number one pick in this coming draft if he were to be there. I mean, just how he's played. And this Heat team is by far the most balanced team. And that's why they were able to have so much success in the Eastern Conference. And they beat an extremely good Boston team. I think a lot of people are going to just gloss over the fact that they beat Boston. This Boston team could have challenged the Lakers. And Miami will challenge the Lakers. And we'll get to that in a second for our picks. But both both of these teams are very good, Boston and Miami. Miami comes out with a 4-2 victory. Um, there's a lot to be said here about them and how they'll match up. Before we go into it, they have Butler. Crowder and Iguodala and you can even argue they have Derek Jones who they could all throw at LeBron as just a wing defender this team is not outmanned right now I think Bam and Anthony Davis present a very fun matchup I think a lot of people are going to be looking forward to that and a Bam versus Dwight Howard or you know there's a lot to like here in this matchup first off I'll let you kind of start. Where, where are you seeing? Uh, where are you seeing the series go? Just real quick on the Heat, I just want to give a shout out to Coach Spo. Eric yeah, absolutely. has been absolutely phenomenal, and what he did with Jimmy Butler uh, and making Jimmy Butler feel like it's at home. He took him as a star player, embraced him, and then built guys who work with Jimmy Butler around him. And it's been. It's been fantastic to watch the Heat, and Dwayne Wade's my favorite player ever, so I've always loved watching the Heat, especially when LeBron was there, obviously, but I've always had a, a small affiliation to the Heat. Never said they were my favorite team, but going back from Dwayne Wade, Flash, you know, so, but what was your question again? I'm sorry. You were just asking me where I'm at on the series, like, what what do I think, you know? Yeah, yeah, what, I mean, let's go ahead and start predictions. Um, We talk a lot about how the Heat have all these people to throw at LeBron every single time LeBron gets in a playoff series or the finals. That's what we say. And then he goes for 38 and eight. So I'm not worried about that, but the heat do play the zone, which tries to force you to play outside. Um, I don't think the zone works against the Lakers with, um, you know, Rondo and LeBron. I think they're two really good point guards. Um, I think the heat, are a good story, but I think, I don't know. It, you just, it's hard to bet against LeBron. Um, the heat are capable of great shooting nights. 
um, with Hero and Robinson, Jay Crowder, Grogit, or Grogit, they can hit a lot. So I give a good shooting night, and they're both teams are good defensively. I think this will be a lower scoring finals than what most people wanted. I don't think there's going to be a lot of games, if any, where both teams are over a hundred points. I don't know if they have that those kind of teams, but um, I like the I like the Lakers in six. Um, I do think that the Heat take the first game. I think uh, LeBron loses. If he loses in a series, a lot of times it is game one. Um, feel out the team type of thing. But um, if I'm going to be wrong on a prediction, I don't want to bet against LeBron James. And that's as simple as it is. And you could say the Lakers are playing with more dealing with Kobe. We would be remiss if we didn't bring him up. They are clearly playing for something other than a championship as well. But LeBron's playing against immortality. He's chasing that ghost. And um, I think he gets his fourth fourth ring this year. Six. I, uh, I would 100% agree. I think Lakers in six. There's a lot of things here. I also think the Heat steal game one. And... I could also see them stealing game two. But after that, I just, I think this is one of those things where the Heat could potentially shock the Lakers as far as like a, a matchup. But they're they're not getting three wins on, on this team. First off, the Lakers aren't given enough credit for being how, how good defensively they are. I mean, they're, they're extremely good defensively. And, you know, the, the knock on them this whole playoffs is, well, they can't defend guards. They've done great against guards. You know, when they needed to, Le- LeBron guarded Jamal Murray, you know? And that's something that I think he'd be willing to do again if, you know, if, if, if need be. I don't, I don't think that'll be the case. But, yeah, Truth, truthfully, if LeBron James doesn't get this series, I would be shocked. Jimmy Jimmy Butler, as much as you know, as much as he's been great for this this Heat team, and he has, he's he's not even remotely in LeBron James's category. And Bam's their second best player, I think you would probably say, and he's nowhere near Anthony Davis's category. It's at the end of the day, th- this has LeBron James written all over it. But I'm giving the I'm giving the Heat two wins solely off how well they play team ball and how you just never know who, who the ball is going to and how five guys are scoring in double figures pretty much every night. It, it's, it's just a hard game to judge. I will say this. I'm extremely excited for a potential Kobe Jersey versus Miami vice Jersey night. <laughs> That'd be I, dirty. I mean, just damn. I mean, I think that would be super fun, especially if this shit goes seven games. Then <laughs> it's like you have to Miami I, Vice jerseys versus Kobe jerseys. I do think the the Lakers win, and they could win a lot easier. Um, I think six is the max, and I don't like to predict a sweep or four one, especially in the finals. But I know Tyler Hero is a little bit different of a player. But in the regular season, they played twice. In the first game, the Lakers won ninety five to eighty. LeBron was 25, 6, and 7. Anthony Davis, 26, 7, and 8. The second game was closer, 113 to 110. But again, Anthony Davis, 33 and 10. 
LeBron, 28-12-9. I don't understand how much different you can play in the playoffs in terms of the regular season, considering, I don't know, you can say certain teams weren't playing hard or some were figuring out here or there or whatever you want to say, but both times they played, one game was a blowout, one game was close. However, it doesn't seem like they gave LeBron or AD trouble at all in either game. So Let me say this, though. I, Let me say this. The Lakers were the number one team in the regular season on the West. Miami Heat were the fifth seed. So you said, I don't know how much better you can play in the playoffs. The Heat have been a lot better in the playoffs. A lot yeah. better. And I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you because I think you're right in everything you just said. But I will, I will defend the Heat a little bit. They've played exceptional in the playoffs. And they seem to be a matchup nightmare for almost every team they played. But now I think it's the opposite. They do not have an answer for LeBron James. And even if they did, where's your answer for Anthony Davis? And gosh, I mean, you, you brought it up. Dwight Howard's played great with the minutes he's gotten. Rajon Rondo's played great with the minutes he's gotten. It seems like they get enough jump shots to fall to get these W's. And it seems like they have one let-up game where they're just trying to feel the team out. But outside of that, they're beating people down. And LeBron James has been incredible. And, I mean, you brought it up, and I'm going to bring it up. I mean, this year started off really rough. We lost Kobe Bryant. And there's a lot of things that have happened this year. I, I, I mean, I followed it heavily of just all the signs of Kobe and, and all that. I just feel like it's destiny at this point. And it sounds there's, really cheesy. It sounds really another, cheesy. There's another one that came out and uh, it said the Lakers have won every series thus far at four one. Cause Kobe passed at age 41. And I was like, it's just little shit like that. That's like, <laughs> it's just so weird. I, and I know that's like uh coincidental superficial what a coincidence but it's like it's it's kind of eerie when you look up the amount of different things like like the one I even shared to real talk how you know Kobe won his fourth ring in Orlando and all of a sudden we're at a bubble in Orlando and COVID where LeBron's going in to potentially win his fourth ring like there's just there's just so many weird things that like you know he was just gone way too soon, man. I don't think there's a single person that has listened to this podcast that would disagree at all. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just so weird. Just yeah. Weird. I, it, here's the thing. Any other team in the West, I would be rooting for this Miami team, A, because they have Duncan Robinson, and B, because they just seem like such an underdog. And it seems like they're so well coached and so team oriented. And they just, outside of Jimmy Butler, and I would argue that Jimmy Butler is not even a top 10 player in this league. Actually, I think I would easily argue that, but it's just, it's not fair. <laughs> the Lakers have the weight of Kobe on their shoulders. They have LeBron James, the best player in the world, and they have AD, who seems like as good as Dwayne Wade was with him and as good as Chris Bosh was with him, as good as Kyrie was with him. Anthony Davis seems like he's the best possible compliment to what LeBron James tries to do. I my 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 last thing here about the series. We we've talked about it, we've given all our final stuff, and I'm sure through each game we'll be going, you know, in the real talk great Facebook page. I know a lot of people have talked about it. Garrett's been pretty active on basketball as well. But I guess at the end of the day, when 
like in football, when there's two close teams, you just who has the better quarterback? In basketball, a lot of times there's so many things that could go different ways, shooters, defense, role players. But a lot of times you're like, well, who has the best player? Well, the Lakers have the first and second best player. If anything else, you could just go off that. You could say the Lakers could play terrible and LeBron could get one game. The Lakers could play terrible and Anthony Davis alone could get one game. But how often do both of them not have a good game? I haven't seen it yet in this playoffs. And I haven't seen the Heat stop them. And I've never seen a team from the East stop LeBron. I highly doubt the first time that's going to happen is in the NBA Finals. You can knock him for what you want. LeBron's greatness, his only knock at this point. Some people think he's a little bit of a baby. Just I just think that's a little crazy. And he loses in the NBA finals like I, what more can he do except win a fourth one and i'll give you I'll, I'll say this he's favored in this one he should win this one. Oh, absolutely he should win this one and you can look back at the other nine he wasn't favored in a lot of them okay he's favored in this one and i i believe he'll take it home and rather easily I think realistically, this could be a sweep. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna predict a sweep, just like you said you weren't going to. And I think this Heat team is good enough for two wins. But four one or five, or four two is probably it. I don't think this one goes seven. I don't think it could possibly go seven. Um, yeah, that's about all I have to add. Lakers win this series, and, and LeBron James takes home number four. And uh, we haven't even seen the best of LeBron James in this playoffs. I'd, I would venture to uh, to say, hey, please show me where you think LeBron James was spectacular, where LeBron James was LeBron James. I mean, his numbers haven't been gaudy. I mean, Anthony Davis has been great, but LeBron's just been LeBron. Watch him he- watch him pop off. I'm sorry, what? Who did the Heat beat in the first round? I forget. Who was the four seed? Was it the Pacers? Uh, yeah, yeah, the Pacers. Pacers. Yeah. And they swept the Pacers. Yes. For- then they played the Milwaukee Bucks, and Giannis has been proven to to not be as good in the postseason. Yeah. You can game plan around him. And they beat him 4-1 pretty handily. Like they said, they let off the gas pedal when Giannis got hurt, and they won. Yeah. Then they played the Celtics. They go up 2-1, or 2-0. Celtics win a game. And then they go up 3-1. I think the Celtics win another game. The Heat haven't really been punched in the mouth. The Heat have been in control the whole time in the playoffs. Yeah. I wonder what happens if they come out and lose to the Lakers and lose again in game two. What do the Heat look like when their back's against the wall? Can they perform then? Because Tyler Hero, with all these numbers, he hasn't played against a LeBron James or Anthony Davis or that caliber of player on the other side. Like yeah. Tyler Hero's probably been watching LeBron James since he was seven or eight years old. You know, how does he react in that situation? What happens if they can't and, and they just kind of get overpowered in the first two games and lose? And now they're thinking, oh, in the regular season, they beat us twice and the playoffs beat us twice. I just think, you know, I'm giving this a five or six game because I think the Heat can take one early. If the Lakers start two and zero, I mean, I don't, I don't know how how do the Heat respond. That'll be something to key in on. But I believe if we put up a poll, 
maybe tomorrow before the game, since that's when the first one is. I'd like to see how many people pick the Heat. I mean, all the momentum is behind the Lakers, and they have the best two players. I could see the Heat stealing game one. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we said, too. So Yeah, I could see that. I just don't think they steal four games. <laughs> that would be theft. I don't like to say steal because you did make it to the NBA Finals. So you take no, they're, they're good enough to win a title, 100%. They're not good enough to win a title when LeBron James is on the other side of the court. And I don't have any reason to disagree. Yeah. I just think if you talk about, you know, a smaller guy and a bigger guy, the Nuggets, I believe, were a better team than the Heat, especially their big two. I like Murray and Jokic better than Jimmy Butler and Bam. But again, definitely arguable. It's definitely but, arguable. But again, even if it's similar or arguable, when you look at two versus two, what did we say before the season? What did everyone say when Anthony Davis signed? It was like when they get late in the game and it's within five and they just play two on two, spread everybody out and pick and roll with AD and LeBron. I mean, it, it just comes down to that. I, I said it once and again, I'm done after this because I feel like I'm starting to get a little bit repetitive. But a lot of times when it's close in all playoff series at this stage, finals should be who has the best player, LeBron. Well, does the other team then have the second and third best player to cancel that out? No. The Lakers also have the second best player. They're yeah. up against it. My closing remarks are, you guys, regardless of how you feel about LeBron James, just enjoy this. This this doesn't come around. <laughs> I, know, you, I know you're probably listening to this and you're like, yeah, it does. Jordan was around. Kobe was around. Tom Brady and other sports, you know, th this has been done before. I, I get it. LeBron James is going to his 10th NBA Finals and ninth in a row when he's healthy. That's, I mean, that's, that's all I got to say. Just enjoy it. If the Heat win, it's because they, they played better ball, period. I just don't see that happening. I can't predict that to happen. I can't predict LeBron James to have an epic fail or for Anthony Davis to have an epic fail or for the Lakers just to get outplayed because – Virtually, they, they haven't been played out, outplayed all year. We, it's been predicted that they would, but they haven't been outplayed all year long. So I'm going with the Lakers, and my final prediction is in four, uh, four to two, six games. I'm going to go Lakers. I'm going to switch it up. My final prediction, 4-1. Four, 4-1. One. Four, one. All, right. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, you know, we're, we're happy to get an NBA episode in for you guys, and uh, – Maybe we'll have one if this if this series goes three three and goes to game seven. Maybe we'll hop back on for a, a last game debate. But um, with that being said, this has been fun. Listen to the power rankings and uh, see you tomorrow. Yeah, and who, who knows, guys? Maybe, just maybe, we'll put something out on the Real Talk Facebook page. See if we can't get a, a group maybe to go to B Dubs, Luckies, or somewhere local. Maybe catch one of these playoff games because. Everyone can get down either cheering for or cheering against LeBron. I'm sure there's plenty on both sides. That'd be fun. Maybe we'll, uh, yeah, we'll try and get something like that going. All right, guys, take care. Later.